Welcome to the one and only Circle City Setup with your host and the one and only Zach Griffin. Hello! Welcome back to the Circle City Cinema. I am your host, Zach Griffith, and I'm joined once again, not on a Bubble Fett pod this time, but for <laughs> an occasion to talk about a recent movie, uh, Bryshetti. Yes, I am back. Uh, I don't know why I keep coming on this podcast, uh, but here we are once again. Zach has wrote me in because I watch lots of movies with him. So here we go. Talk about The Last Duel today. Uh, one of the latest Ridley Scott movies uh, to come out. Ridley Scott made two movies last year. We're going to have a deep discussion about Ridley Scott this week. It's going to be it's going to be really fun. But uh, The Last Duel came out last October, starring uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Adam Driver, Jodie Comer. This is the second time Ridley Scott has been featured on the pod. If you remember back in 2020, the 20th anniversary pod of American Psycho, Gladiator, and Castaway, uh, when we had Ben on the show to talk about those movies, uh, Gladiator, 20-year anniversary in, back in 2020. We talked about that movie. Ridley Scott uh, won, best, it won Best Picture, and I'm pretty sure he won Best Director for it, too. And Russell Crowe, of course, won Best Actor, rightfully so. Absolutely. So, uh, Ridley Scott, great to be talking about him once again. One of my favorite directors. He was in, I believe, tier three of our director hall of fame. Uh, he was joined by the likes of tier three. Let me uh, let me see here. Let me see here. He was tier joined three. Let me see. Let me see, dude. That's keep not in a mind. Look, this here. was 2020. This was 2020. This was only two years ago. Let me see. Not a great look. That did yeah, not he was tier age. two. He was tier two. Tier two. He was joined. I can't by, believe you still have him on two. Well, the god tier was in its own tier, and then we had tier one, and then we had tier two. So okay. tier two, he's joined by Paul Thomas Anderson, George Lucas, uh, John Huston, Spike Lee, and unfortunately Woody Allen, who we had to include. Who's John Huston? John Huston uh, directed movies like The Maltese Falcon, uh, The African Queen, some old, some really old movies. Okay. From the 40s and 50s. Okay. Uh, the Academy loved him. My grandpa well, loves him. My grandpa. Well. My grandpa loves the Maltese Falcon. Well, Maltese Falcon is legitimately one of the greatest movies of all time. Interesting. Well, let me tell you, I don't care what the Academy thinks. Zach. How about that? How about that? You have a sympathizer. Well, listen, you have a sympathizer here. This was actually back when the Academy meant something in the 50s and the 40s. So, okay. It gets, he gets more credit for that. But like I said, the Maltese Falcon, probably one of the 25. Or thirty greatest movies. Ever what's made. What, what's it about? What's it about? It's a mystery. It's a, a detective movie starring Humphrey Bogart. Uh, ah, Humphrey. Humphrey, one of the one of the great movie stars of all time. So, uh, we're definitely worth a watch. I don't know what service it's on or anything like that, but it's definitely worth a watch. But okay. Ridley Scott in tier two, joined by the likes of 
Spike Lee, George Lucas, Paul Thomas Anderson. So no slouches, no slouches. And no, two. definitely not. Here's who was ahead of him in tier one. Okay, Bryce, in case you're wondering. Mm-hmm. Even Fincher. Okay. Cohen Brothers. Wow. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Okay. James yeah. Cameron. You know how I feel I about know, Cameron. I know you're not a big fan. You know Cameron. how I feel about Cameron. But you I know your your hate of Cameron is rooted in one movie. You have to look at what other movies he's made, right? It's fine. Whatever. Just stop making me wait. Stop making me wait for Listen, films. Make me forget all about fair. your films. <laughs> it's stupid. It makes zero sense. That's always gonna be a fair criticism of Cameron. Uh, I mean it's been it has been literally 12 years or no, it's been 13 years mm. since Avatar. I don't even know what Avatar is about anymore. <laughs> There's a quote for you folks. <laughs> Put it on my grave. I don't even know. That, Cause that's, about, that's when Avatar two is going to come out is when I'm in my grave. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, that's the tier we had Ridley Scott in two years ago. I would be willing to move him up to the next tier up, which includes those people that I mentioned. Um, one of the great, he has such great range, such great range. I mean, this guy, he directed a buddy film with Thelma and Louise. He also directed Alien, which is just flat out one of the greatest movies of all time. He directed Blade Runner, which was really influential in a lot of ways, especially uh, director's cuts. He is like the pioneer. Whenever I hear the term director's cut, I think of Ridley Scott because he has pioneered that. Uh, He's really pioneered creative control, especially after a movie comes out. So whenever I hear that term, I always think of Ridley Scott. Uh, Of course, Gladiator. A Roman time set movie that can make a case is his best movie. I wouldn't say it is, but it, you can make a case. And then he makes The Martian, which is a sci-fi, uh, really successful, awesome movie. Kind of a diamond in the rough, really. It is. It's basically Castaway on Mars is how I would describe it. That's how I would describe it. Uh, so Ridley Scott, one of the great filmmakers of all time. There's no doubt about it. Um, one of the great ranges that we have ever seen and will ever see. And he's 84 and he's still churning out movies. He made two movies last year, Bryce. Yeah. And he's a, he's a pissy old man now. Yeah, he is. He's very upset with the MCU. He's very much in the Martin Scorsese, Francis Coppola camp when it comes to the MCU, which is fair. When we talk about why this movie that we're talking about today, the last duel is not very much seen or bombed. Uh, badly, very badly. So, Ridley Scott, welcome back to Circle City Cinema. The Last Duel, Bryce. I would say one of the most forgotten films of last year. Oh, easily, easily. I mean, but it, also it was, one of the best. Yeah, I mean, it was something that we really didn't put on it, put high in the priority list of when it came out. Like, oh, I need to go see that. It's no. Um. Yeah, I'll I'll get around to seeing it, and then it ends up for free on HBO max, uh, something that I didn't know it was coming. So you had ended up buying it though. 
So we decided to watch it in glorious 4K. Yes. Um, did it look awesome? Absolutely. Was it brilliant. worth it? Yes. A brilliant it awesome. 4K film. It was good. It was good. I mean, it, we're going to get into it, but it has its drawbacks. Yes. And I, and I mean, I guess that's the reason why it didn't get nominated a lot here for uh, for the next Oscars coming up. So, um, I mean, overall, still a solid movie. You just got to get past a couple things. You got to get past a couple things. Uh, we should mention off the top, Bryce, I would strongly recommend viewer discretion if you're going to watch this movie. There's a couple graphic depictions of rape. I'm pretty, I think, Bryce, you and I were both very unsettled by the 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 scenes it's very it was, very it was dead silent it was dead silent in the room as myself and, and zach uh watched it i mean you don't see any any there, there's no nudity no but it's, you know during this but it's still not a it's still not great it's very unsettling to watch but it makes the ending that much more satisfying because justice is served Justice is served. Absolutely. Uh, it, well, that's the other viewer discretion is advised. Uh, very graphic battle scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, not for the faint of heart. Beheadings. 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 Everywhere. Uh, yeah, multiple beheadings. You get to time. see it three times. You get to see it at least twice. <laughs> I think, Zach, we were, we're like, oh, we're going to see the beheadings again. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it was three times. I think it was. Might have been. It might have been. It was brutal it was every twice. time. It was brutal every yeah, time. It was. It was absolutely brutal. But uh, you can count on Ridley. You can count on Ridley for brutality. Absolutely. See, I don't remember Gladiator being that that well, graphic like that. The opening battle scene, which will always be epic, uh, was very brutal. I mean, I remember flaming arrows being a main theme of the <laughs> of that plot. Uh, horses being stabbed, men getting crushed by horses. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, flaming arrow through the eye, if I recall. Yes, that was yes. tough. Yes, yeah, that was. That's always tough. You never want to be on the receiving end of, of a flaming. You arrow. never want to be looking up while that's coming down. <laughs> Highly recommend you keep the head down. Hate to see it, Hate and just kind of run. So yeah, 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 hey, you know, happens. But we'll talk about why this is one of the most forgotten films of last year. I will just say this. I think Bryce will echo me here. Please just see this movie just once. Just once. With the viewer discretion in mind, just see it because you're getting one of the great actors of this generation, Adam Driver. You're getting what I thought was a pretty eye-opening performance from Jodie Comer. And you're getting two of the mainstays with Affleck and Damon. So. All right, slow down, slow down. What? We got we got one mainstay performance. <laughs> okay. No, two of the acting. Two, there are two mainstay actors. Two two legends. One yes. good performance. We're gonna talk about Ben. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about Ben, Bryce. Don't worry. Don't worry. <sighs> Actually, brings me to my next point. The weirdest Ben Affleck character we have ever seen. <laughs> Period. Whatever you want to say, put it in bold, underline it. Ever. Man. I can't. I mean, Ben Affleck has played like these pretty. I don't know. These, I, I mean, I would say Nick Dunn from Gone Girl is probably <laughs> his like, most insane character up to this point. Look, I think I would rather watch that movie. What is it called? 
Geely. 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 I think I'd rather watch that than, uh, and I've never seen, I've heard it's one of the worst movies ever made. I, I'd rather it watch is. that than, than try to watch. His you didn't scene. like Affleck in this movie? Not really. Oh. That's like my biggest hang up. Like that, that is, funny. that is, is it comedy that he was just so bad? I think it's comedy that you can tell he just doesn't give a shit and there he's was... just having fun and he's just he's just pleased to be in a Ridley Scott movie. There was just one there was one line he delivered and you could hear a Boston accent and we're we're in medieval times, guys. Okay? Medieval I... France. <laughs> medieval France. And you hear a Boston a accent and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Academy, I don't blame you, okay? I don't blame you uh, if you don't want to nominate it for Best Picture, okay? That's no, fine. Yeah. But if if you could just nominate, like, Damon or Comer um, or even Driver for that, dude, I'm good. Listen, listen when it comes to Affleck in this movie, <laughs> I thought he was very funny. Intentional or otherwise, I thought it was very funny. I just, you could just tell, like, this guy doesn't give a fuck. He's just happy to be in a Ridley Scott movie. That's he got what to, I took it as. He got to, you know, hang out with, with a bunch of hot chicks, too. So, yeah. I mean, he got to tell Adam Driver to take his pants off. Yeah. How many people tell Adam Driver to take his pants off? Other take than your pants women? off. <laughs> so, yeah. So, there's that. <laughs> so, Ben Affleck, uh, I think a favorite of both me and Bryce, Ben Affleck. Uh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. When you said legend, I wanted, I didn't want to push back. Because legend is not a light term. And him and Damon, I think him and Damon, they are they are legendary. Yes, I think they're legendary actors. And honestly, Zach, I think I'd I'd be willing to go to writers too. And Affleck as a director is very Argo. just go very Argo. overlooked. Argo, the town, Gone Baby Gone, right? Gone Baby Gone. I mean, those are three bangers. The town is like, I don't know. It sounds like one of my when, 20 favorite movies. And when you watch it, you kind of have to have like a wide view of it. Right. It's not. It, yes, it's a heist movie, but it's not. It's not about the heist. No, it's about the people. Yeah, it really is. When you boil it down, like you, like you're hoping so bad that it's just a, a cool action heist movie. And you do get that. Oh, especially see, in the last see, now, scene. I'm, now I'm just now I'm. I'm going off. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, that's not. We're no, not here to talk no. about the town. We're, we're here to talk about the last duel. Cinema is about tangents. Believe me, that will not be the last <laughs> tangent we go on, Bryce. If you want to talk about the Fenway robbery, we'll talk about the Fenway robbery. And it was the also freaking awesome. Did you know there's an extended cut of the town? <gasps> no. There is. And here's how I found that out. I actually found it out this weekend because <gasps> I, me and the lovely Abigail went to your hometown Avon disc replay. Yes. And I purchased uh, the Matrix on 4K, which I got for eight bucks. Shout out Disc Replay. Uh, and I purchased Prisoners on Blu-ray. What I thought was Prisoners on Blu-ray. So I go okay. to... Yes. I thought it was a nice haul. So I go to... We arrive back home. I open Prisoners Blu-ray. And it is the town extended cut. Blu-ray. Instead, Are you keeping it. I took it back. <gasps> Zach, I took it back because I wanted prisoners. I how wanted did they? Prisoners. How did they? I don't know. I don't know. That's the only. They're not, 
that's the only problem I've ever had with this replay. Right. That's weird. Like, that's not even like, they didn't even have prisoners. They didn't even have it. So I got my money back and was, yeah. Like the town isn't even close, like in like alphabetical. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) So they're just like, oh, we don't have it. I'm just going to throw something in the town. That looks pretty good. But yeah, at least she gave me a good movie. You know, at least she gave me a solid movie. But that's how I found out the town had an extended cut. Was I was given the wrong movie when I, I tried to, to buy a prison. Cut. Me too. I, you know what? Oh I'm going to look. What is the town on right now? Like, what is it? HBO or Netflix. That's what I've seen it on. It's on Netflix and HBO. The town extended cut. Oh, beautiful. Where can I get that? Where can I get that? Is it on? 7.5 out of 10 IMDb. I give it an 8, man. Oh, it's so good. John Hamm is good in it too. Like we for we, I think we overlooked the John Hamm part. John Hamm was like born to play a cop in movies. Oh, absolutely. He and uh, Zach, have you watched Mad Men? I've seen a couple seasons. I never finished it, but I didn't finish it either. But boy, was he good! He was awesome. He won a couple Emmys. I mean, rightfully so. Don Draper, one of the best. Don Draper, baby. TV characters of all time. The town extended cut. How long is it? How long is it? I don't really care how long it is. I'm gonna watch yeah, I don't it. care. I'm gonna watch it. Jeremy Renner is awesome in that. Jeremy Renner nominated for an Oscar for that movie. Rightfully so. Blake Lively, hell of a job. Blake Lively. Rebecca uh, Hall, who I'm not a big fan of Rebecca Hall, but Yeah, she, you've always been uh you've always not been on her side there. She was actually I thought she was good. Pretty good in that movie. And she was pretty good. Uh I'm trying to find it here. Trying to find it. The town. 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's Aha. fair. Here we go. Uh, the extended slash unrated version is 28 minutes longer. <gasps> wow. Um, an alternate darker ending is what it says. Oh, I'm, I'm going with Affleck Dice. I'm going Affleck dies or uh, Rebecca Hall dies. That's my that's my take. The town, man, the town is good. I we gotta do a pot on this. I need to see the extended cuts. Me too. I wish I kind of wish I would have kept it. You it had, you sh- you're a schmuck. You're a schmuck. No, no, because no, I'm very you know I'm very particular about my collection, and I can't have a movie in the wrong case. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I own the town. I don't own the extended cut, but the town is awesome. Uh, so yeah, back to Ben Affleck, the weirdest character he's ever had, or that we have at least seen in this movie. Bryce, this movie pulled off the POV storytelling in a shockingly smooth manner, and I'm gonna yes. give all the credit there to Ridley Scott. I'm gonna give all the credit to Ridley Scott. There's three different POVs in this movie. Uh, so the way this movie is told. It's told from three different points of view. The first one from uh, Matt Damon's character, second one from Adam Driver, and then the last one from Jodie Comer's character. Um, and I thought it was shockingly smooth. I don't think we were ever confused watching it. Each chapter very distinct and coherent from each other. I thought it was very... I can't imagine this movie being told in a different way, to be honest. 
No, I think that's the way to go. And I thought that the, that's once we started the movie, I'm like, oh, this is I think this is how he's going to do it. And sure enough, that was, was kind of it. And I was like, oh, it makes sense. I, I, I liked it. I liked it. And it was a nice measuring stick for where you were in the movie. Like once you got to like once Adam Driver's part was over and you went into Jodie Comer's part, you knew like, all right, this is the last act. So we're almost done here. Yeah, we're yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Did you did you feel like it was a touch too long? A little bit. It's about two and a half hours, which is pretty long, especially for a movie that came out in 2021. Um with some exceptions, I'm always gonna say, you know, I want I'm I'd everyone wants to watch a movie that's like hovering around two hours. And two and a half hours is pretty long. I mean, that's a long time. I don't. I don't mind long movies. If it, no. as long as as long as you keep. But if it starts to wane a little bit, all right, then I'm like, okay, what are we yeah. doing? Yeah. What are we doing here? I've not seen Eternals yet, Zach. You, I don't believe you have either. No. Um, that was over <laughs> two and a half hours, and I just heard that it is just a drag. So two and a half hours, especially for that genre that Eternals is in, like. Yeah, it's Endgame, not even an Avengers movie. Endgame deserved three hours because it was the culmination of an entire saga. Honestly, Infinity it War could have been four. Could have, yeah, could have been. Uh, honestly, when Snyder Cut was announced as four hours, I was listening. I don't care. Uh, I was initially like, "What?" And then when it came out, I was like, okay. "I don't care. I don't care." Okay, that was fucking awesome. But. Yeah, it's, it was maybe a little too long, but that's my only complaint with The Last Duel. I mean, I thought The Last Duel was was awesome. Uh, you can see this movie on HBO Max right now, like Bryce said. Uh, stunning visuals. We'll talk about the Oscars. I think this movie should have been nominated for it. It wasn't nominated for any, which I think is, uh, quite frankly, a joke, as most things related to the Academy it, are. Looking at what did get nominated, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a joke. Uh, but you can see this movie on HBO Max right now. Uh, it's not in 4K. I bought it in 4K, but it's it's in regular HD on HBO Max. I'm, just, I'm sure it still looks amazing, but uh, that's where you can catch it. Bryce, things we've seen lately. What have you seen? Well, I, uh, I took the plunge and I watched the new Netflix movie. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Zach. Yes, yes. I did watch it. It's only an hour and twenty three minutes, so that should already uh, put your red flag guard up, uh, which is totally fair. It's totally fair. Let me just tell you, Zach, if you are looking for a great slasher flick and that's purely what you're watching it for, this is your kind of movie. If you are looking for a plot that is going to advance the storyline, this is not your movie, and you are going to absolutely hate it. <laughs> this is the only horror film. Yes. Where I have rooted for the characters to die. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Fuck, why? So they, the way they wrote it, they decided to go with a woke uh, group of people. Ah, uh, yeah, you um, told me this. Yeah. Please stop. Okay, it, it was just, it, I, I hate it. I, I'm going to expose myself here. I don't care. There's a part in, okay, everyone knows the bus scene. They see it in the, if you've seen the trailer, you know the bus scene. 
Okay, everyone pulls out their phone and is recording a leather face saying, dude, if you do anything, you're going to get canceled. Okay, all of you deserve to die. All of you deserve, every, every <laughs> last one of you deserve to die. And let me tell you, they did. Uh, and, I, I can from the trailer, there were no survivors. Well, and, and Zach, I told you this at work today. I, when I was watching the bus scene, right, I, was, I, I literally stopped and I was thinking to myself, Okay, if I had to describe this scene to one person or to, to a person in one word, what would it be? And, and literally the only word that came to my head was massacre. Seriously, <laughs> I know that's really cheesy and, and, and lame and stuff. Seriously, that is all I could think of. This is literally a massacre <laughs> of completely defenseless people being tragically murdered, brutally murdered. I mean, I love the face. It was, it was, uh, some, there's some, look, the kills are awesome. Okay. We talked about the kills. The kills are awesome. That's all I want. Um, damn it. That's I'll all I want. What, I tell you what, Zach, I think I, I <laughs> the ending. Okay. Uh, you're going to watch it, right? Of course I'm going to watch okay, it. Okay. You're going to watch I'm it. Probably going to watch it this weekend. <laughs> the ending dude. Like, you know, it's coming. Like, you know, it's coming brutal and on it. It's brutal, but you kind of just kind of laugh. The, like, <laughs> you'll know what i mean you'll know what i mean and you're just like yep yep that's uh that's a nice touch that's a nice touch at the end there so uh yeah man i people love it people hate it i think the the most common response is people hate it which is fine i understand why but again i mean here's the knock on here's the thing about horror films you have to take them for what they are if you're going into a horror movie wanting a substance and uh, it's just uh, uh, an involved plot. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing because the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Just look at the title. Right? <laughs> look at the title. That's what you're going to get. People dying of fucking chainsaws. And that, that's what I want from a movie like that. That's what I want. Right. It sounds like that's what I'm going to get. I'm going to watch it this weekend with the lovely Abigail. And we're going to be pleased with what we get. And an hour, yeah. an hour and 24 minutes. That's fine. fine. That's, that's fine. fine. Look, this is not a, this is not a, an A24. This is not a midsummer. This is not a hereditary. This is not a conjuring. This is not, you know, like, like those movies have a little more somewhat depth and substance to, I mean, I, I think those are overall great horror movies. I'm not putting the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's just a classic franchise. Yeah. And no matter what they put out, everyone's going to see it. Everyone went and saw Texas Chainsaw 3D, didn't they? Yep. And that was the most garbage of them all. 4.8 on IMDb, if you want to look that up. Oh. So, I mean, like, everyone's going to watch it regardless. So stop trying to critique it. Take it for what it is. And shut up, please. (laughs) Texas Chainsaw. Uh, What else did you watch, Bryce? Is that it? Pretty much, man. Uh, me and Abby, we've been uh, we've just been having fun. We've been watching New Girl uh, again. We've watched it before. Uh, just uh, honestly, like probably one of the one of the better uh, sitcoms, comedies uh, in, in our generation. Honestly, I, I'm very comfortable saying that. Uh, Zoe, Zoe Deschanel, Deschanel has the range, man. She has hilarious, man. Hilarious. Uh, Jake Johnston. Um, a lot of people probably don't know him unless you've seen new girl or you've probably seen him in some other stuff. He was in, um, he was in the mummy, the latest mummy with Tom Cruise, the voice of, uh, P 
Peter Parker in, yes. uh, in Spider-Verse. Yes, Spider-Verse. So, I mean, you would probably know him if you heard him or seen him. Dude, it's just funny, man. It's a funny show. Um, I don't know. Zach, I told you, you and Abby should watch it. Abigail should watch it. Uh, I think you guys would enjoy it. It's just fun, man. It's just it's just a fun show when you're just trying to chill. You don't need a lot of substance, mindless entertainment. That's it right there. Beautiful. Beautiful. You love shows like that. You love shows like that. I think that's why The Office is so popular, to be honest. Just quick, like 20 minutes. Funny. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Get a little emotion, too. So, nice. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Is that all you got? Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Well, for me... Uh, things I've seen lately. I watched Collateral with Abigail. She'd never seen it before. Uh, my second favorite Michael Mann film, Behind Heat. My second favorite. Probably the Michael Mann film I've seen the most. Um, Collateral. But yeah, my yeah. Heat, heat's a long watch. Heat is almost three hours, um, but I wouldn't change a thing about Heat. Heat is awesome. No, Heat is great. Heat it's is great. Awesome. It's classic Pacino. You get older Pacino. He's awesome. Need it on 4K. Nero. Need it on 4K. Val Kilmer. Kilmer. Kilmer before. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo, man. L. L in that movie. L. L in that movie. But that's okay. My favorite, here's my here's my take on collateral. My favorite Tom Cruise performance. Of all time. Of all time. My favorite. That's a that's a very that is a very hot take. Um, well, no, it's your favorite. Are you saying it is his best performance? No, it's not his best. Okay. It's, it's your best. favorite. It's okay. my favorite. That's fair. It's my favorite. Because he he plays a hitman in this movie with yes. with no regard for humanity. He's just evil. He's evil in this film. Uh still his briefcase, you take L's. He still his briefcase, you take L's. Uh, he's, he's just brutal in this movie. Jamie Foxx nominated for best supporting actor in this movie. I thought deservedly so. How it wasn't best actor outright, I don't know. Because that's fair. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. What a year for Jamie Foxx in 2004. Nominated <sighs> for this movie and won the Oscar for best actor as Ray Charles in the in Ray. So uh, phenomenal, phenomenal year for Jamie Foxx. Uh, Collateral, if you want to watch it, it's currently on Hulu and HBO Max. If you want to know what it's about, uh, Jamie Foxx plays a cab driver in Los Angeles who picks up uh, Tom Cruise's character who happens to be a hitman and he makes Jamie Foxx drive him around to uh, various stops so he can carry out his hits. And it's it's just an awesome movie. It's an awesome movie. Uh, and then me and Abby watched Spencer, the Princess Diana biopic. Uh, pretty slow and honestly kind of boring and an unflattering depiction of Princess Diana. Kristen Stewart, though. Uh, unbelievable performance. I did not know she was capable of going to this level. And nominated for Best Actress this year, from what I can tell, deservedly so. Deservedly so. Uh, so if you want to watch that, it's available on Hulu. That's all you need to know. It's available on Hulu. It's available on Hulu. Okay. Uh, wasn't in theaters for very long. Was available on home video pretty quickly. So no thanks. Uh, you can watch that on Hulu if you want. And then I've been watching Succession. Succession. Uh, watched about three episodes this past weekend. Yes, sir. Uh, rolling on through season one. Still very good. 
News, Bryce. The Batman releases at the end of this week. Fuck yes. Oh, wait, is it at the end of this week? Uh, next week, my bad. Oh, you're embarrassing. My bad. I'm a schmuck. I'm a schmuck. Releases next week on uh, on March 5th. Bryce, when are you going? When are you going to see? I am going on Saturday, uh, March 5th. Uh, that is when I will be going. I'll be attending with my father. Uh, I know he's very excited to see this as well. So we're going to catch a 10 a.m. show. Wow. $7.50 $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $7. $
they done like Tom Cruise. So the Batman coming out next week. Uh, Bryce, I am absolutely thrilled at this next bit of news. I'm sure you are. An extended version of Spider-Man No Way Home may release in theaters on March 11th. If it does, my ass is in the front row to get tickets for this movie. I will be there. I don't care how much the ticket costs. Uh, I'll go by myself if I have to. I'm sure you will. I'm I sure care. you will. I mean, I what, what more... I don't know if an extended cut is going to do anything to advance anything like i like i'll watch it when it comes out i, I hope it's I'm- not i hope because they did this with endgame where it included a deleted scene of the hulk and i think it was just to get over the the hump to beat avatar in the oh world it absolutely gross. will man that's what it was but i hope this is actually like hey we added 20 minutes and i hope that's the case i hope it's not like two minutes i i think i'll bullshit. have to read about it yeah, yeah. I hope it's not just two minutes of bullshit. Uh, so if if it does happen on March 11th, you bet your ass I'm gonna be there. Um, the Elvis biopic arrives on June 24th, starring Austin Butler as Elvis. Austin Butler, probably most notably known as Tex from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, and Tom Hanks stars as Elvis's manager Tom Parker. It's directed by Baz Luhrmann. Uh, Baz Luhrmann directed the Romeo and Juliet starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes in the 90s. And he also directed The Great Gatsby, also starring Leo. So if Leo likes Baz Luhrmann, I like Baz Luhrmann too. That's that's my thinking behind it. Zach, you can miss me on this film. Oh, why? He doesn't, he doesn't scream Elvis to me. I thought he sounded like Elvis in the no, trailer. Miss me. No, please miss oh, me. This fine. is not my please miss me, but no, you can miss me on this. <laughs> I will not be seeing this. Um, Come on. I can be convinced. I can be convinced. But as of right now, no, thank you. Well, uh, my dad is a massive Elvis fan. And this oh, comes so out. You'll be going this well, yes. And this comes out on my brother's birthday as well. So we will most definitely be going to see this. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm interested to see. This is a big step for Austin Butler. Massive step. Um, see, but is he going to be like you know the Ansel Elgort, like like shove it, trying to shove it down our throats, and I then he know. just fizzles out? I don't know. I don't know. That's why I kind of want to see this. Like, will this? Will this actually? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Not hopeful. We'll see. I have hope. I have hope. I'm hoping for it. And then finally in the news, Killers of the Flower Moon gets a release date. This is the latest Scorsese and DiCaprio collab. Uh, Comes out in November of this year. Uh, Stars Leo, Robert De Niro, Jesse Plemons, and Brendan Fraser. Yes, Fraser, the return, baby. Fraser, the return. Coming back to claim his throne. Yeah. It follows a 1920s major investigation where a Native American tribe is murdered one by one after oil is found on their land. Uh, comes Sign out on up, Apple. Please. Comes out on Apple TV. It also comes out in theaters. A 200 million dollar budget for this film. 
So if that doesn't get your attention, if, if Martin and Robert and Leo don't get your attention and Brendan Fraser, I don't know what will. Okay, this movie is going to kick out. Does Jesse Plemons do it for you? No. Okay. No. Todd. You're always going to be Todd from Breaking Bad, Jesse Plemons. You're always going to be the dude that shot the kid. Yes. Okay. You're always going to be the dude who shot uh, Drew Sharp from Breaking Bad. Okay. So just, just be quiet. Please. All right. And then finally, before we get into the last duel, the Bryce Shaddy Memorial Please Miss Me Award. Bryce, what do you got? My Miss Me Award, Zach, will uh, pivot towards television once again. This show is coming out fairly soon. It's going to be on Peacock. Um, they're very proud of this show. Very, very proud of this show. I and no I don't know where why. you're going with this. Huh? You have no idea? No, I don't know. Good, good, good. I'm, this makes me happy. This is actually dropping very timely, in fact, next week, next Thursday. So you can watch this. Oh, um, but you can absolutely miss me on this. Okay. Because we've already gotten the real thing. Okay. You me. can absolutely miss me on this new series titled Joe versus Carol. Yes, folks, Uh, we're getting another Joe exotic and Carol Baskin TV show because who asked for that? Oh yes. We all asked for that. And let me tell you, you can miss me on some of these castings. I don't even know who plays Joe exotic. It's John Cameron Mitchell. Okay. Um, I don't even know who you are, but you can miss me. Please miss me on Kate. Nicholas Cage was supposed to play him. Um, no, that was actually for the Amazon series that was canceled. Oh, fuck. Oh. Yeah. Um, Kate McKinnon plays Carol Baskin. Please miss me. Uh, here's, I do I do like this one, though. Dean Winters, uh, for those that you don't know, think uh, Mayhem, Allstate Mayhem guy. Um, yes. He actually plays Jeff Lowe. I actually think that's perfect. That is actually really good. That is really um, good. Here's another good one. Uh, Zach, you watched Tiger King, correct? I did. I didn't okay. watch the latest season, but I watched. That's fine. That's fine. Did you watch? Do you remember Rick Kirkham? Yes. The okay, producer. William William Fickner to play him. Uh, that is money. That uh, is absolute right. that money. Is, that is right on the money. William Fickner, underrated, uh, bro. Here, here's the. <laughs> here's how I can put this. The. The the guy in the opening scene of The Dark Knight. Yes. The, he he's the bank. He's the guy he in the bank. No with the fear. He had no fear. He says, uh, here's how many times I've seen The Dark Knight. He says, he says, <laughs> You got any idea who you're stealing from? <laughs> you and your friends are dead. <laughs> That's William Fickner in The Dark Knight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and then Nat Wolf is playing Travis Maldonado. Please miss me on that. Please miss Ooh. me on Nat Wolf. Nat Wolf, if you remember the uh, Naked Brothers band. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is why you can miss me on this. The Naked Brothers band. What song did they do? Remind uh, me. Well, well they were more so on the, uh, the show, the show um, on Nickelodeon. To make it back when we were kids yes ah okay yeah there you go there you go yeah yeah you can miss me on this show i won't be watching this uh this show's gonna suck please quit Uh, making tiger king a franchise well just if they want to if netflix wants look they have the rights to it okay if they want to do documentary stuff with it i'm fine with that season one was legitimately awesome 
Well, yeah, yeah. And, and Zach, two, I didn't even bother two. to finish it. I watched season two. I did watch. They actually produced a, a separate Doc Antle uh, show, showing you how how much of a piece of crap Doc Antle is. And uh, let me tell you, that's very eye opening. So yeah, but you you can miss me on that, please, please. Yeah, it's fair. Miss me on Tiger King as a franchise. Okay, it was a good documentary series. But that's you it. captured you captured the COVID nation. Yeah, okay. Absolutely, you did. You, you, you hit on it. Okay, you hit. One of the biggest lucky. beneficiaries of the COVID nineteen pandemic. I remember when it came out, dude. Like literally, I was yeah. work, I was still I I was actually still allowed to work at the time, and um, literally some people we had people designated just to sit and answer phones. They were watching Tiger King in between phone calls. Yeah, yeah. That's how much everybody wanted to watch it. Yeah. So there you go. It was awesome. Uh, my Please Miss Me Award, the Bryce, my Bryce Shaddy Memorial Please Miss Me Award. Um, so we talked last week about um, the Academy. Yeah, tell whenever I talk about the Academy, I get this soft spoken voice where I, 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 I ease you into it. Yes, it. yes. So the Academy last week made a solid move, in my opinion. They they were awarding a special Oscar to uh, the fan favorite film of the year. Yes, in, yes. In, in simpleton terms, uh, they were giving a special Oscar to what fans felt, what movie fans felt was the most popular film of the year. And for a long time, after they announced it, Zack Snyder's Justice League was the front runner on Twitter for this for this. Uh, for this special Oscar far and away, far and away, far and away. It was just a matter of time. Um, before Zack Snyder accepted his Oscar on, uh, on the stage, the Academy this week, um, uh, makes even more of a mockery of themselves than they already have. They declared since it is technically a director's cut, the original quote unquote original film, that Joss Whedon shat out of his asshole. Uh, since it is a director's cut, it isn't eligible for this honorary Oscar. Bryce. Bryce. Yes. You can absolutely miss me so hard on the Academy backing off of this criticism because... They were going to get shot on. They couldn't take it. So they adjust on the fly, Roger Goodell, Rob Manfred style, and say, you know what? They make up a loophole, and they're like, it's, it's, a, it's a director's cut. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. So I'm glad all the Zack Snyder heads out there on Twitter are like, fuck you. We're going to nominate Army of the Dead instead. Because I will. At this point, you know, if you're going to do that, I don't care if Army of the Dead gets gets the nod. As long as Zack Snyder is up there accepting his Oscar from some schmuck who represents the Academy, I don't care. I don't care. But you well, know uh, the Academy adjusting on the fly to cover their own asses because they don't want to get shat on. They don't want to get shat on. Since when is a director's cut not considered a, a film? It's not even the same movie. It's not. You can't watch... The Justice League, and then watch the actual Justice League that Zack Snyder made, 
and come to the conclusion that they're the same, the same vision. They're not. They're not. Bryce, you picked Zack Snyder's Justice League number with your number one pick in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't even hesitate. With your number one pick. It is undoubtedly in my rankings the top 10 superhero film of all time. Did it did it rise in your rankings when we did the second rewatch? Yeah, it absolutely did. It, it it would probably, honestly, you know, it would have changed the course of the DCEU. We'd be looking at the DCEU in a much better light. Had, I'd be I'd be comfortable going to see like Black Adam and Wonder Woman three. Me and, too. Yes. You know Aquaman two, but. I don't, I don't know. The Academy just, they're all about creativity and freedom of creativity. And now they're going to say, well, this is a director's cut, so it doesn't count. Fuck you. Well, yeah, I mean, fuck you. The, and you made the, a good point, Bryce, because there's no doubt a Warner Brothers executive called the Academy oh, and asked him. Made, made a, they made they a generous a donation to the Academy. I tell you that that's what happened. They called hey. it a fucking favor so they wouldn't get embarrassed on TV. Yeah. And that's exactly what was going to happen, too. I mean, and, and that's the thing, Zach, like the article that I sent you, I think it was from the New York Times, if I recall. Um, yes. Yeah, it so, was. So Zach Snyder, Justice League was far and away going to win this nomination. Over Spider-Man. Over Spider-Man. Said. And Spider-Man was second, right? And they said it wasn't even close. It, it wasn't even a close second. So now, obviously, we think Spider-Man No Way Home. You know, the Academy probably wants to get that cast up on there on the stage, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, no, Zach, that, that's actually not where we're headed. I'll tell you where we're headed. Are we the dead? No, we're, that's not where we're headed either. No, no. Oh, fuck. I know what this is. No, Miss me on this I, I, I say this, but a quote, okay. Quote by later this week, they speaking of the masses on Twitter had Amazon streaming musical Cinderella starring Camilla Cabello dominating the site and growing an easy number one for the moment. Zach, I, I, I didn't watch this. I didn't watch this for, for a number of reasons. One, I'm not really into princess movies. I'm not going to lie to you mm. Two, uh, miss me on Camilla, uh, Camilla Cabello as an actress. Okay. She's a singer. Okay. And three it's Amazon. They haven't put out a ton of great stuff. And, and, and it shows Zach and four, just go look at the IMDB rating. What did I say today? What was it? 4.2? It was very, it was historically low. I mean, <laughs> what, what, 4.2 out of what 10. What following on Twitter? Okay, what, what following on Twitter yeah, that watches this movie is these, actually on Twitter? No, these, these are, I, I have to believe the Academy created like a bunch of burner accounts and voted for this movie. This is silly. This is, this is, this is an absolute joke. It sucks. Um, Zack Snyder will get his due term. I, I, you know, I hope Army of the Dead gets dominated. Army of the Dead doesn't even like deserve to be on this ballot. I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you. But it deserves over Cinderella. That's for dang sure. Absolutely. From what you've told me. I mean, I still need to see. I still need to see Army of the Dead. I'm a big Zack Snyder stand. As, yeah, as, as a Snyder stand, I th- you have to see it, Zack. Yeah, and and I, just to turn yeah. like visually, visually. I wish I could buy a 4K copy. Wow. I won't watch it for the plot. I think there's there's some stuff that I'm just not down with. I don't I don't understand. But visually, incredible. 
incredible, incredible visuals. If Say what you want about Batista. That's the type of movies that he should be in. I know he wants to be a serious actor. Well, guess no, what? You're not. You're, you're, not. you're on the you're on the you're next WWE with, fighter. Right. You're you're the rock. You're John Cena. Drax. You, right. Exactly. Please, please go away. You're Drax. You're Drax. Okay. You're Drax. So, you're lucky that. you were in Dune. You're very lucky you were in Dune. Yeah, very and lucky. you played a very small part. You you played a tough guy in Dune. So yeah. welcome. You're, I guess you're, that's I guess that's quote working with Denny. <laughs> you were sure. a bit part. You were a bit part. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, Chalamet. Chalamet. You can't even hold Chalamet's nuts. No. You can't even hold his nuts. Chalamet and Brolin and Momoa. And Isaac. Isaac, too. And Isaac. Isaac. Yeah, yeah, you can't even hold any. You can't even hold Momoa's nuts. And that guy, no. that guy is, you know, I, he's probably on par with you. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. So, so uh, that's the Miss Me Award. That's what we've seen lately. That's the news. So, folks, let's get into the last duel. Yes. So the plot synopsis of The Last Duel. Set in medieval France, the film stars Matt Damon as John de Carouge, a knight who challenges his former Such a friend. Sweet name. It is a sweet name. Challenges his former friend, Squire Jacques Legree, to a judicial duel after John's wife, Marguerite, accuses Jacques of raping her. The events leading up to the duel are divided into three distinct chapters, reflecting the contradictory perspectives of the three main characters. The last duel was directed by Ridley Scott. It was produced by, among many others, there are a lot of producers on this film, Ridley Scott, Ben Affleck, and Matt Damon. It was written by Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and Nicole Holofner. Uh, the first Affleck-Damon written movie since Goodwill Hunting. So there you go. Uh, Goodwill Hunting was featured on this pod. Uh, yes, it was last year. Music right, by big Harry, time big time fan. It's awesome, awesome movie. So the first Affleck and Damon movie that they've written since uh, Goodwill Hunting. Music by Harry Gregson Williams. Cinematography by Darius Wolski. Darius Wolski uh, did cinematography for the Pirates movies, Pirates of the Caribbean movies, uh, The Crow which was a great uh, movie from the 90s, and The Martian, another Ridley Scott movie. So he's very experienced. Edited by Claire Simpson and starring Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Jodie Comer, and Ben Affleck. A 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, a little too low, Bryce. A little too low in my You opinion. think so? You think so? I would give it a 7.6 or 7. Okay, so we're not too far off. Not too far off. Uh, three out of four stars on RogerEbert.com. Rogers, baby. They love it. They love it. And the unfortunate part here. Uh, $160 million budget. Uh, only made 30.6 mil at the box office. Very, 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 very unfortunate. We'll get into why that was later on. Uh, no Oscar nominations for this movie. The, the Oscar nominees were announced, I think, last week. Mm. Uh, here's we the watched ones. them. We watched them at work. We watched them at work. Um, not a single nod for The Last Duel. I would have liked to have seen maybe Best Supporting Actor for Adam Driver. 
uh, Best Supporting Actress for Jodie Comer. Best Production Design, which for those who don't know is all about sets. Uh, phenomenal set designs in this movie. Best Costume Design? I mean, we're talking medieval times here, Bryce. I would have thought that might get a nod. Uh, and Best Cinematography. Not not nominated. That's the biggest joke of them all, I think. I agree. I agree. Okay, that's that's the biggest joke of them all. So let's get into the box office. Why why this bombed, Rice? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm reading your. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm reading this, and of course you have to mention. <laughs> Read it. I'm re- I'm do- <laughs> Read it out loud for the, for the listeners to hear. Read it. Read it. Uh, all right. So The Last Duel is perhaps the most infamous bomb of 2021, along with Nightmare Alley, which we have. <laughs> <laughs> which myself and Zach, we, we have viewed, we viewed uh, during a snowstorm uh, or the aftermath of a snowstorm. And uh, let me tell you, if I had to dig myself out to go watch this movie, I probably wouldn't have done it, Zach, like you did. Like you, you dug yourself out. Yeah, and you came over to watch this. I had high hopes, goddammit. It will, I was like, I'm going to go did. watch this Bradley Cooper movie, this Guillermo del Toro movie. It's going to be awesome. We got played. We got played. It wasn't awesome. But <laughs> that got nominated for Oscars. That got which is a joke. Which is the joke. Look, okay, there were some great visuals. Fuck me on that. Okay, I will give you some great visuals, some great camera angles, but give me a break with the plot, dude. Yeah. The My plot was it was dragged out. It got convoluted at the end. No, I mean, great concept, good concept. I get it, but come it on, was brother. not at all what you and I thought it was. Stop going. trying to recreate the magic of Shape of Water or your lightning in the bottle that you call Shape of Water, Hands and move me. on, please. And and miss me on your Pinocchio movie. Oh please, please. Did you know that stop motion animation? Did you know that? I did know that. Yes. You can. I don't care what you're doing. You can miss me. Well, Guillermo, I have great respect for Guillermo, but that movie was didn't do it for, didn't do it for me. Uh, so yeah, I stand by what I said in the agenda. Perhaps the most infamous bomb of 2021, along with Nightmare Alley. There's a few factors for that. Obviously, the reason Nightmare Alley bombed was because. It had the worst release date of all time. It came out on the same day as yes. No Way Home. Yeah, please stop trying to take on Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland. Please. So you did that to yourself, Guillermo. Yeah. I think so, the factors so please. I think the factors for the box office flop, because this was a major, major, major flop. I don't know who the intended audience was, Bryce. I really don't know. I really don't know. And this came out in October. What else came out in October, Bryce? Halloween Kills. Yes. Halloween Kills dominated the whole month. So that's probably a major reason why this bomb too. Also, this is probably a lost genre, at least for now. I agree. This medieval, I totally agree. Like, swords and sandals genre. Like, I think this is more of a cinephile... No, maybe not cinephile. Maybe that's a little too extreme. I think if you are a Ridley Scott stan, if you are a Ben Affleck, Adam Driver, or Matt Damon stan, this is for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's really who you're looking at, right? It, because, Zach, like, it, it, we're 23 and 24 years old, yeah. okay, respectively. 
Okay. This is not really something that at our age, we look at our buddies and be like, dude, let's go see that. No, but we're still in the phase of let's go see Halloween kills. Yeah. It's about to suck, but people are going to die and it's going to be gory and it's going to be awesome. I don't care. And it made a shitload of money. Exactly. Exactly. But, but, but for us, like we're just movie fans, right? Mm-hmm. It's very rare that, you know, like, unfortunately we got, we got duped on nightmare alley. It happens, yeah. but we're like, dude, there's no way that this couldn't have been like decent at the least. And it was, it was good. It, it wasn't just decent. It was good. I thought it was a great movie. I loved the last duel. I went yeah, and bought I, it on 4k. I know, bought it I on might, 4k. And, and now I think about it. I mean, think about the rewatchability of it, Zach. I would watch it again. Yeah. I thought about it for this pod because we watched it like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I was yeah. like, I might watch it again just for the hell of it because it was a good movie. Yeah. I think it's rewatchable. Yeah. And I love Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, like I said, the top has one of the best. If you look at his filmography, the one of the best ranges of films like, Oh, yeah, I mean, he, he did go back to the well on this. Yeah, he did. He did. He went to Old Reliable, which you can't, you but, can never, I'll never blame a director for doing that. It's fine. It, it, look, look, Michael Bay knows what he is. Yes, he does. <laughs> entertainment with lots of explosions and gunfire. That now, is his realm. Ridley Scott is eons above Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was just yes. an example. That yeah, was not yeah, a comparison. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. I know. I just want to clarify for the audience. That this is not a comparison, which no. by the way, Zach, quick over under 10 explosions in his new film ambulance. Over. <laughs> I'm going to hammer the over on that on DraftKings hammer DraftKings, by the way, handle me, handed me two L's on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> I was out 30. Bucks. Well, I, I, I know our friend, uh, shout out Caleb Lynn, uh, Lynn sanity, uh, podcast host i know he won a little bit of money oh yeah congrats caleb and and fuck me because i lost 30 bucks but anyway bryce yeah it's uh it was uh an unclear intended audience and i think halloween kills played a a big part in this movie losing money but i think this could be a lost genre for now and as for who you think the the intended audience is, if you were a fan of Gladiator, you'll probably be a fan of this. There's not as much action in this as there was in Gladiator, but still, I think you'd be a fan of it. Fans of historical dramas, if you like this time period in world history, if you like swords and sandals, which was a popular genre when when uh, when Gladiator came out. Uh, Ridley Scott made another movie called Kingdom of Heaven in 2005. No, I never saw that. It was it takes takes place during the Crusades. Uh, an awesome movie. An awesome movie. Watch the director's cut. Watch the director's cut. An awesome movie starring. Do we have beheadings? Orlando Bloom. You do. You do. Ah. You do. You have guttings, beheadings. Oh, classic. Uh, amazing. Amazing. Beautiful. Uh, to be honest, to be brutally honest, if you're in your 40s or 50s, you'll probably love this movie. You'll probably love this movie. I feel like my dad would have loved this movie and my uncle would have loved this movie, both of whom are around 50 years old. 
And I think my, honestly, my grandpa would have loved this movie. He was almost 80. I think he would have loved this. Uh, just because my grandpa likes slower moving movies. Like he likes slower plots. So, and there's parts of this that are really slow, especially the, the, the diplomatic parts, if you will. So I think he would have loved this, but as for the, I just don't think there's an audience for this in 2021 or 22, Bryce. I just don't think there is. Yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks because you can And this is a great really movie. Good, yeah, you can get like great time period pieces. Like I still think that's like a I I I don't know, man. If you can do it well, I'm down for it, dude. I am just totally down for it. I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And this had big movie stars in it. Uh three in particular. It had a, a Star Wars franchise guy in it. Uh, Affleck and Damon. So, and a, a, one of the great directors of all time attached to it. So, if that couldn't get around a bomb, you know, I don't, I don't know what will. I don't know what will. I think it's just a, a, a result of this genre being dead for now. It's going to take a really special movie to resurrect this genre. And I don't know when or if that will ever come, but we shall see. Let's move on to the Ridley Scott conversation. Ridley Scott, uh, he pulled off the three different POVs in this movie incredibly well. I think I said at the top, I can't imagine this movie being told any other way. I, I thought it worked perfectly. I thought it worked perfectly. It was much better than sitting through a medieval courtroom drama, which I was afraid Oh, the beginning we were going to get. I was that would afraid. be that would be very very bad. No, I, I I liked it too because it's I know I know that you film the way movies are filmed is you film scenes different ways, right? Mm-hmm. But you only use one or a combination of a couple in a couple different well-known cases. This one they shot it different ways and then they used all the different ways. So, I mean, you're getting three POVs, three, three point of views, and, and each one is different, right? Yep. You, get, very, you, get very Jacques, different. you get Jacques, you get, uh, you get, uh, how do you say it? Um, you get uh, Marguerite and Marguerite. And then you get, well, I guess they're both, they're both, or, and then Jean's, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Marguerite, obviously Marguerite's is the point of view that matters. Yep. Uh, so, and of course you don't get that one till last, no. uh, and rightfully so where you see what actually happened. Um, and then you get obviously the duel later. So, I mean, it, it's it, extremely well done, extremely well done. Um, I enjoyed it again. Like were there a couple things in each point of view that could have been cut out that really didn't matter? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And, and could have shortened the movie a little bit, but nonetheless, good. Just good. Yeah. And you get a build up to a classic climactic Ridley Scott showdown. He loves to do this in his movies. He yeah, loves he to do this. Yes, he does. If you look at Blade Runner, you have uh Deckard versus Batty at the end. And one of the great scenes in movie history. The Tears and Rain speech from Batty. Uh at, at the end of Alien, you get the Alien versus Ripley. At the end of Gladiator, you get Maximus 
versus versus Commodus. Epic, epic battle where Commodus gets shit on, and it was very sad. Even though he had the upper hand with the because he cheated. Yes, beforehand stabs him right in the lung. Come on, because he knew that was the only way he would stand a chance. Because he's a fuck. He's gonna take an L. Yeah, embarrassing. And even in Thelma and Louise, you get Thelma and Louise versus the the authorities. Like even in a movie like that, so he loves building up to a showdown at the end, and it more than off, more often than not, uh, lives up to the hype. Well, let me ask you this. Well, I want to ask you this then, so yeah, yes, that's what Ridley goes off of. But think about a lot of movies and in cinematic history, like a lot. Right when you have good versus evil, you have that that final buildup. It just it just goes to show that there is there is a formula to move. There is a basic formula to movies, and usually if you follow that and you make everything in between pretty good, like you're this movie is going to come out all right. Yes, you know if if you do it right, you can you can have a real movie on the ha- on on your hands. You're just following a simple formula. But but Ridley's been able to master it. That's the difference mm-hmm. from from some of the other movies that you see. So I, I I like I like it though. I like simple. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, it's simple but effective. You know, if you if you, I mean, the duel at the end of this movie lives up to the to the hype. It had me on the edge. Like, seriously, yeah. I, I'm not joking. I know that sounds lame, but like. Like you just, I, I don't and know. This I, story. I had no idea who's going to win. Yeah, I, I, no I don't idea. know this story. Um, for for some of those historical freaks that are out there that know, okay, great. Well, I didn't know, and that's what made it awesome. I don't know because yeah. there were several times where each guy could win. Several. Yeah, I didn't know either. Uh, I was on. You and I both were on the edge of our seats. Um, I had no clue who's going to win that sword fight. No clue. No clue. And. Yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, Matt Damon won. <laughs> he won. Uh, justice was served. Sorry, you should have seen him by now. Justice was served to Jacques Legree. The scumbag got what was coming to him. So, Bryce, last year alone, Ridley Scott released again, eighty-four years old. I want to. I want to reiterate that, eighty-four years old and not slowing down. He released the last duel in House of Gucci. House of Gucci, which was nominated for some Oscars. Uh, mm. Haven't seen it yet. Can't I'm not either. Uh, let me look up real quick what that's on. I, I don't. It's uh, not on anything yet. I I have a feeling it's going to come to HBO. I don't. It's not even yes. out on DVD yet. No, it's not. Um, so looks like it's twenty bucks on YouTube. Well, well Zach, I have a free trial for <laughs> a website that. I think yeah. I might have a lot. Yeah, free trial. Oh, interesting. So interesting. Yeah. Uh, I might know. I think I might know what that is. Okay. But uh that's what he released last year. Obviously House of Gucci, a star studded cast. It had Leto and Pacino and Lady Gaga and Adam Driver too. And Adam Driver worked with Ridley Scott twice last year. So how about that? Cashing, cashing, cashing checks. checks. Jeremy Irons, I believe, was also in that movie. Uh, soon, Bryce, his next really Scott's next movie, and you're gonna love this, Bryce. You're absolutely gonna love this. A Napoleon biopic, a biopic starring Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon, and it includes I put this in all caps 
six major battle scenes that took reportedly weeks to film in Malta. 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 I'm not lying, Zach. You gave me you gave me chills. Um, six. That's like Lord of the Rings numbers. I expect this movie to be like three hours. Okay. Napoleon so, biopic starring Joaquin as Napoleon. Okay, so me and you are looking forward to this, right? But again, again, Ridley, 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 my friend, my friend. What? Where? Where are you going? What are you? Where are you going with this? Ridley, Ridley is in the fuck it stage of his life. Like again, I can't yeah, reiterate like, this enough. He's eighty four. He's just doing movies to do them. Okay, but think about this, right? Think about Clint Eastwood. Also in the fucking stage of his career. Yes, yes, but but he's been in it for a while, and he for was like putting out years. he was putting out great stuff, man. American Sniper. He puts out Gran Torino. He puts out what? What else am I Richard missing? Jewel. Richard Jewell. He put out something else. Um, not Cry Macho. That absolutely sucked. Uh, the Mule. I haven't seen that. I heard that was fine. Um, but I mean, like, come on, man. Like, all right, are we going to get out of the the Cry Macho? Did suck. It was awful. It was so bad. Uh, but yeah, dude, like, ah, man, just, I don't know. I don't know. I Guys, don't know. This movie's going to kick ass. I'm sure it is. I'm going to watch it. Joaquin Phoenix, who to my knowledge has not worked with Ridley Scott before. I don't Are think going to so. make him small though. Oh yes, he has. I'm a dumbass. He worked with him in Glass. Yeah, I was about to say, like, did you just like forget that? I'm a dumbass. I'm a fucking dumbass. He worked with him in Gladiator as communist. Uh, so yeah, that'll be nice. That'll be a nice reunion. Joaquin and and Ridley getting back together. That'll be nice. Bryce, I want your Ridley Scott Mount Rushmore right now. Right now, give it to me. So, or if you want, four. I can give you mine. So we're just going Mount Rushmore. You're four. So I'm I'm gonna preface this. Okay, I've not seen all of Ridley Scott's films. Um, so I am going. Yeah, me neither. Of, I'm going with the ones that I've seen and that I like most. Okay. So number one for me, Gladiator. I think that's a, that's a bona fide option. Number one, uh, Russell Crowe, heck of a performance. Gladiator two is in the works. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I'll be Makes honest me. with you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not digging it. No. Number two for me, Zach. It's got to be American Gangster. Wow. I love American Gangster. Wow. Denzel, dude, if you give me Denzel in a movie, I'm going to watch it. Okay, he's a must watch. Russell Crowe again. Yes. Heck of, heck of a performance in that. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, yes. Yes, all, all around good film. Um, if you want a, a different type of mob movie, or gangster film that's it gives you a, a different mm-hmm. a different look at that and i yep. like that yep third for me has got to be the martian this is this is like we were talking about this pre pre-show right martian was kind of a diamond in the rough like it kind of came out it really wasn't like oh ridley scott's next movie it's kind of like oh here's a ridley scott movie you know i hope you like it well guess what it's got like an eight on imdb yeah damon again damon balling out Damon nominated um, for best actor. Yeah. Um, yes. And it was a good plot. It had a good plot, man. It was and interesting. Honestly, 
Honestly, I would say in any other year because that was the Leo Revenant year. Oh, yeah. In any yeah. other year, Damon probably wins the Best Actor Award. And it was awesome. Yeah. And then four for me, I'll put Blade Runner there. Um, I mean, all-time classic. Yep. Uh, if you want to see Harrison Ford in something else, he was in another sci-fi film. Um, I mean, that's... It, Zach, I think it'd be fair to say this is a sci-fi film that that advanced, you know, cinematography and, and just movie writing in general and, and what's possible. And absolutely um, so, do. yeah, that, that's, that's my Rushmore there. I like it. I like it. Uh, my number one is alien alien. See, I haven't seen that. That's why I didn't make it. Well, alien just period. One of the greatest movies of all time. Horror or sci-fi or otherwise, one of the greatest movies of all time. It's basically Jaws in space. That's how I can describe that movie. <laughs> basically Jaws in space. Uh, one of the great movie characters of all time, Ripley. Sigourney Weaver's Ripley. Uh, and it was Ridley Scott's second movie that he ever made was Alien. So, <laughs> what a banger. Uh, that's a pretty good start there. What a banger start to your career. So, that's my Washington is alien. My number two is gladiator gladiator. Uh, for all the reasons Bryce said, one of the great movies of the 21st century, uh, revitalized that genre of like swords and sandals and Roman times and stuff like that. One of the great performances we've ever seen. Russell Crowe as Maximus also Joaquin as Commodus probably deserved an Oscar. He lost to Benicio for traffic, which I'm actually fine with. Benicio was awesome in traffic. Benicio. So uh, I'm actually okay with that, but just tough luck for Joaquin. He got his Oscar for Joker. It worked out. Uh, my number three is Blade Runner. Blade Runner, also for all the reasons Bryce said, cinematography, sci-fi. Also, the power of the director. There's like five versions of this movie. This is the director's cut, the final cut. Um... And there's kind of like a franchise going on now. 2049. There's an animated series going right now. Yeah, Yeah, on Amazon. It's coming out soon. Uh, 2049 was awesome. One of the great movies of the last decade. So Blade Runner did a lot in a lot of departments. And then my number four is actually Thelma and Louise. Thelma and Louise. Wow. Yeah, I love this movie. Wow. I love this movie. Is this like a guilty pleasure for you? It kind of is. It kind of is uh, a bit Brad Pitt in a bit role, and uh, might have. We we that. love Pitt in, in any role, though. Pitt, Brad Pitt. I've been on the record. My favorite actor. My favorite actor of all time. Brad Pitt. He was he was awesome. Uh, very tough omissions for me. The Martian. It was either this or Thelma and Louise. Man, I put Thelma and Louise in there instead. You mean you mean Donald Glover didn't do it for you? <laughs> he didn't. It was very tough. Very tough. <laughs> Black Hawk Down, another tough omission. Yeah. Yep, Black Hawk. <laughs> sorry, I dropped my mic. Sorry. Ignore. I'm sorry Black for Hawk amateur down. hour tonight, folks. I apologize. This is very Shut unprofessional. Up. Shut it. Black Hawk Down. You know, again, showing off his range. Ooh. It's a fucking war movie. And he pulled it off. Josh Hartnett. What happened to you? American Gangster, obviously a tough omission. And, and Kingdom of Man. Heaven. Kingdom of Heaven. 
Dude, awesome. I can't believe you were telling Louise, bro. Yeah, man, it's awesome. Watch it. Watch it. Someone Louise rocks. It rocks. <sighs> Kingdom of Heaven director's cut. I want to stress that. Director's cut. Because the one that came out in theaters sucks. Okay. So watch Kingdom of Heaven director's cut. It is an epic movie. An epic movie. So that's our Ridley Scott Mount Mount Rushmore. I like that, Bryce. I like that. I wanted to put the margin on there so bad, but I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. I understand. I understand. Uh, Next category, movie or series. It's honestly shocking that this movie was made into a movie in a time that's dominated by especially miniseries. We get, I feel like there's a, I love there's like, miniseries. yeah, there's like a signature miniseries, if not two or three every year. And here's what I think this was. This was announced in 2015, about two years before Disney acquired Fox, Fox who released this movie. Uh, 2015 was a time that was less dominated by miniseries. Okay. There, you had a lot of, Right. You still had a lot of movies like this being made. So it was on it was actually unknown if Disney would produce the movie after the acquisition of Fox because of the strong subject matter. I mean, like we said at the top, there's a brutal depiction of rape. There are some deadly violent war scenes. Here's a quote from Deadline Hollywood. Every studio in town was waiting in the wings if Disney sold the rights to this movie. So people were ready because Affleck and Damon were attached to this. They knew Ridley Scott came with it. So if Disney would have said, you know what, we're not going to do this. It's too, it's too much for our brand. There were plenty of studios. Mm. And I wonder, I'm guessing Warner brothers. I'm guessing Warner brothers because they did, they worked with Ridley before. So I'm guessing it would have been them, but right. Um, mm. No, Warner Brothers didn't deserve them. Didn't deserve. No, good, Warner Brothers doesn't deserve anything. You piss them away, Bryce. I love this movie, but I think it would have been interesting to see it as a miniseries, especially with the different points of view. Like, interesting take. Interesting take. I'm fine with it being a movie. I, I, I don't know, man. Like when I nowadays, like I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting tired of the miniseries stuff almost like dude like put it all in one for me i don't know i don't know i it's i don't know man sometimes it's a lot to keep up with you know it is hard it is hard like I, there's there's a couple uh true crime stuff on on netflix i need to get to yeah. one is a miniseries one is a movie um we have another miniseries that's actually being produced uh by the same producers of tiger king and the fire festival hmm. So Zach, I know you've watched first season Tiger King. I don't know if you've seen the Fire Festival doc. Um, it swept the nation when we were in college. Um, I watched it in IBY library. Ah, watched the entire thing. And um, if this story is as good as those, uh, buckle up, folks. Buckle up. It's gonna be interesting. So yeah, I don't know. Miniseries are cool though. Yeah, I, li- I like a good miniseries. I really do. I really do. Um, let's get into the performances, Bryce. I want to start with Adam Driver. Adam Driver as Jacques Legree, the the villain of this movie, if you will. 
I thought Adam Driver showed his range and his ability to pull off some savage characters in this movie. Uh, you think about, I mean, he was in Marriage Story. Wow, three years ago now. Marriage Story, he's playing a guy who is getting divorced, who is a, is a decent guy, but is nothing like Jacques Legree in this movie. No. Uh, Adam Driver, I don't say this lightly. Okay. Okay. Adam Driver, one of the top five actors working right now in his prime. Oh boy. Adam Driver. So, so let me follow up. In terms of range, in terms of range, Adam Driver is at near the top. And I'm gonna I'm gonna back it up with what I'm about to say, but give it what do you what do you got, bros? So here's here's kind of my thing with Adam Driver. I love Adam Driver. Okay, let me preface it with this. Is he one of the best dry actors you've ever seen? I mean, he's got to be the best. Like, literally, I don't feel like I get a whole lot of influx with his voice. Like, either, like, he's no. yelling or just, like, really, like, low and just, like, dry. Yeah, I agree. Like, even in Black Klansman. Yeah. You know, um, Star Wars, same deal. Rage, low voice. Mm-hmm. A lot of rage. Last duel, same thing. <laughs> Silence. I mean, that's about like priests and stuff, right? I'd imagine it pretty low key. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know. It's, it's so weird. Like, he's so good, but like, it's so weird because you almost don't want to like him. No, you Heck, don't. I'll watch him on SNL. Yeah. He's hilarious on SNL. He is, yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I like Adam Driver too. He's a big pull. He's big time pull now. Yeah, he is. He's a big time pull. And Adam Driver's career from 2015 <laughs> to now. <laughs> By the way, fun fact, Bryce. Uh, Adam Driver went to the University of Indianapolis. No. Yeah, he did. He did. He didn't graduate. Uh-huh. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. University of Indianapolis, man. He, he went there. Why is so, it why like did a semester? He come, why did he come here? His mom is from Indianapolis. His what? mom's from Indy. Yeah. So he came and so did. So do uh, we do we get to claim him? I'm. I mean, I'm claiming him, dude. I lived on the UND campus for a year. Fuck yeah, I'm claiming him. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm claiming his ass. Adam, you're always welcome on Triple C, okay? As, as yes. Indiana boys, you are always welcome on Triple C. Okay, Adam, let me just put that out there for you. You're a Hoosier. You're if a Hoosier. You, uh, we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. We can talk about you, your movies. You can talk about somebody else's movies. Whatever you'd like to talk I'll about. talk about your non-canon Star Wars films. Oh, come on. Come on. Look, look we're trying to keep him on the pod, okay? Not chase him <laughs> away, okay? Yeah, but he went to UIndy. So I thought that was cool. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Uh, so from 2015 to now, of course, he was in the Star Wars sequels as Kylo Ren. Uh, he was in Silence, which Bryce mentioned, uh, which is a religious epic drama movie. He was in Logan Lucky, which is a heist movie. He was in Black Klansman, which is a Spike Lee movie that deals heavily with race and the the... the 
<laughs> the gay, that's gay, a gay. Good, that's a, <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah, it's an awesome movie. Should have won. JDW, JDW, John David Washington should have won Best Picture. Topher Grace, uh, Marriage Story, which is an awesome movie on Netflix, and then The Last Duel in the House of Gucci, which are both dramas. So that just shows you his range. Directors he's worked with in that time, Bryce. Quite an impressive list. J.J. Abrams, Martin Scorsese, Steven Soderbergh, Spike Lee, Noah Baumbach, Ridley Scott. Not fucking bad. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, that's those are the people that you you wish you could you could Not work with, bad. like right off the bat. You know what I mean? Like, so his first his first thing that he was cast in was was a HBO series Girls. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. First television role, 2009. Final episode of the Unusuals, small role. Um, he was in Jay Edgar. He was also so in he, Lincoln, he worked, which I don't remember. He worked for Clint Eastwood. He worked for Clint Eastwood, sort of, kind of. There you go. Yep. Right? Uh, he was on HBO. In Lincoln. Right. He was on an HBO series, which if you know anything about HBO series, they normally get eyes regardless of what it is. Yeah. It's very rare that a HBO show just gets canceled after like one season. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, absolutely just dominating, dominating, dominating Midnight special. Did you see midnight special? Who's in that? I did not see that. I did not. I'm not a big Michael Shannon guy as a leader. If, if Michael Shannon's your lead guy, you can miss me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Michael Shannon, an awesome General Zod. An awesome General Look, Zod. He's a great supporting actor. If he's your main guy. Not great. Not great. Not great. Not great. Michael Shannon, all the love in the world, but you're just not a leading Same guy. Same thing which is with, fine. Uh, with what's his name? Ed Warren. Uh, uh, Patrick Wilson. Patrick, Patrick Wilson, Wilson isn't even sorry, a fit dude. guy. Sorry, sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> He's not even a fifth guy. Uh, By I the way, shouldn't. forgot to do our weekly Moonfall box office. <laughs> well, I guess we can do it next week when it gets to when it finally comes our, out on HBO. <laughs> when it gets to a quarter of the way to recouping its budget. <laughs> uh, God, I'd love to shout on that some more. But we don't have time. Uh, so that that's just all. I think Adam Driver has been really nice. He's done awesome. a really he's done a really nice job at selecting who he works with, what movies he's in. Uh, I would say the only stain on his career right now is the Star Wars trilogy. So that's it. And uh, if you look at his performance, so I thought his performance was he, good. Yeah, Kylo was a very good character, and a large part of that is owed to him. He's also going to be, and you can sign me the fuck up for this, Bryce. You can sign <laughs> me the fuck up for this. A Ferrari biopic. Coming soon. Directed by Michael Mann. Starring Adam Driver as Enzo Ferrari. Why do we need this, though? Like- because it's Michael Mann. Because <sighs> it's Michael Mann. Michael Mann rocks. And he wants to do a Ferrari biopic. And that's fine with me. Okay, fine. fine. <laughs> I'm going to see this. It's going to be awesome. Fine. Now, I want to get into Jodie Comer a little bit. This is the first time I've ever seen her in anything. Yeah, same. Yeah, and quite frankly, she was awesome. She was awesome. I thought she should have got a... 
could have, should have got an Oscar nod for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, she's been in things like Killing Eve, which is a pretty popular show. I've heard it's good. Yeah. And she was in Free Guy as well, which is coming to Disney Plus and HBO pretty soon. Yes. So I thought she was awesome as Marguerite. Thought she was awesome. Yeah, she was very good. I mean, it, it was a when you watch it, it's kind of a smaller role. Like she doesn't have like a ton of lines, mm-hmm. but when she did speak, like it was she was she was one with the character. She's one of the character. You just want to see somebody that's that's immersed in it, that understands it, that gets it. I thought it was very well done. She she was awesome. Uh, I'll watch her, and I'm gonna watch Free Guy. I'm sure she's good in that. So. Yeah, I'm gonna watch Free Guy too. <clears throat> and then finally, Ben Affleck as Count Pierre Dallincone. <sighs> the stain. This is the stain on the no, film. I disagree. I disagree. It's this is- Ben Affleck having the time of his fucking life. He gets to yell at Adam Driver, take your pants off. I can't get over hearing the Boston accent in the film in the middle of the film. I can't get over it. That's fair. That's I fair. Did, I just can't do it. Didn't do a good job. Man, I wish I would have kept the town extended cut. Damn it. That's on me. That's on me. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a bad look. Ben Affleck, I think it's just a case of him wanting to have fun being excited to work with somebody like Ridley Scott. So excited to work with his friend again, Matt. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I think it's just Ben Affleck on the playground, just enjoying himself. That's all I think it is. Also, when this was being filmed, he was dating Anna Darmus. So his life was very good. Very, very good. Mm. <laughs> Anna, how, how you doing? How you doing? Do you need a, do you need a bounce back? <laughs> Our friend Caleb, he can provide you a shoulder to cry on. Sure can. He absolutely can. <laughs> uh, and finally, the categories for tonight. Who got it the worst? Now, I'm just going to say this. Marguerite's the obvious winner. She had some heinous things happen to her. Okay, so yes. we're not, we're not going to count her. Okay. So our other, our other nominees here. Jacques Legree fumbled the bag in the final duel with with uh, Jean de Carouge, and he ended up being knifed through the skull and the mouth. That is my pick. That is my. Well, pick. I I can't go with that. Then or the beheadings. I have one. Oh, okay. I'm going back to the guy with the flaming arrow through the eye. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was there was an ambush. Uh, there was an ambush in the jungle while they were while uh, Matt Damon and his army were stopping to get water. Um, you see an army rise from the top of the hill. Flaming arrows are shot into the air. One guy is looking into <laughs> the air and takes a flaming arrow directly to the eye right next to Matt Damon. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. That's is my who got it the worst because that is not an instant kill. That is you're, <laughs> you're dragged feel, out. Yes. That fire burning through your eye yeah. and to your skull. So uh, yeah, that's, that's who got it the worst for me. I'm going to go with that as well. I know I totally forgot about that guy, uh, but Jacques Legree knife through the uh, skull and mouth. Not great either. 
John de Carouge was also fucked over in a property deal. He thought he was getting some property at a discount. Some nice property. Some nice, uh, some nice real estate. Turns out he, he got fucked out of it. He didn't get yes. it. So to a lesser degree, who got the worst? John de Carouge. Comedy. Anytime Ben Affleck is on the screen. Yes, literally. Literally. Anytime. <laughs> literally. Anytime Ben Affleck's on the screen. Okay. Oh that's, my god. That's your comedy. Yes. Yes. Also, another thing with the POV storytelling, you get to see how the characters see themselves. Like when it was Matt Damon's point of view, he sees himself as like this nobleman. <laughs> and then when you see it from driver and comer's point of view he's like a scumbag <laughs> he's like not a not a good guy so i thought that was interesting my slip in the dms a crew or cast member whose dms you would like to slip into ah we're to, bringing this back to uh to uh i don't know any questions you got for him mine's matt damon because he just looks pissed off this whole movie. And I want to know, did you enjoy yourself making this movie? Because it didn't look like it. It really didn't look like it, my friend. <laughs> Who you got? Ah, this is a tough one, man. This is a tough one here. Um... <laughs> uh... ah, okay. <laughs> All right, I'm totally going. I'm totally going off the rails here. Uh, ben Affleck. I need, I, I want to slip into your DMs and here's why Zach, this is totally has nothing to do with the movie. I am going rogue here. What did you do to lose Anna Diarmas? And what did mm. you do to get JLo in your back pocket and keep her there after all these years? Yeah. That's so a great I, question. Like when I see Matt Damon, I literally think his life might be Nick Dunn's. <laughs> Just the misery that you live with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, dude, dude, who else is he dating? We were talking about it today. Anna, J Lo, um, Gardner. Uh, I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. He did Gwyneth Paltrow when Shakespeare in Love came out. Then they were in dog, it together. Yeah. Dog, then. I see you, boy. I don't think we don't see you. Unless a see little something ben, might have happened with him and Liv Tyler on the set of Armageddon. Okay, not confirmed. Not confirmed, but I'm guessing I, uh, something happened. Ben, you are always welcome on Triple C, just like Adam Driver. <laughs> You're always welcome on cinema, Ben Affleck. You're a favorite of cinema. That's right. You are You are beloved. You are beloved, yes. You're a great Batman. Yes. Yes, we just crapped on your performance in this film. I did not crap I on did. it. I did. I did. Okay, I but I still love you. I still love you. I'll watch whatever you put out, more than likely. So just come on, Triple C, anytime. Ben, you were a great Batman. Okay, don't listen. Don't listen to the the trolls. You were a good Batman. <laughs> and then finally, the Block in the Back Award. Ah, uh, we're bringing this one back. For the too. most brainless, mindless, mind-numbing <sighs> decision of the movie, I'm going with Jacques Legree trying to be a showman in The Last Duel 
the titular last duel and fumbling the bag <laughs> and ending up getting a dagger through the skull. Through the skull. And you could hear every single bone crack. Yes, All right. Uh, I And then going... his naked corpse dragged through the city. God, about that. L! L! And hung upside down. Yes, it was. In the streets. Yes, it was for all to see. That's right. They could, they could see the package, your package. Yes. So how does that make you feel? Your limp package. <laughs> right, so you're blocking the back. Mine is is um, is Ben Affleck's character once again. <laughs> Count Damn. Pierre. It's Count Pierre. Oh, here's the, the why. triple here's crown? It. Here it is. Here it is. Here the it triple is. Here crown it is. of yes, cinema sir. awards? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is this the first time ever? It might be. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's when he's trying to get Jacques out of going to court. Ah and, yeah. and he is immediately denied massively. Yeah. Yeah. Brainless telling your boy is okay. Well well guess what? He has to go duel and guess what? He's gonna lose. And guess what? He's got a knife through his face and guess what? He's tracked through the streets. Guess what? He's now hung upside down naked in the middle of town. Yes. To be eaten by the birds. Yep. 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 So there's that. So there's that. Find a new friend. Please. Pierre. Count Pierre. Oh, Pierre, Pierre is going to be just fine. Oh, he'll be just fine. He'll continue hosting his orgies and rolling in dough. He'll find another one, another guy who's telling him to take his pants off and join him. You know who's the biggest finesse in this movie? King Charles. King Charles just wanted a duel to happen. And he well, and let me tell you, let me tell you something about King Charles. Okay. <laughs> and, and I told you this all throughout the film. All I kept thinking was Joffrey. Yeah. 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 Joffrey. <laughs> That's not what I want to think about when I see a king. I don't want to think about Joffrey. No. <sighs> not great. Not great. So Bryce, before we go, give me your grade. On the last duel, A, B, C, D, what do you got? I give it a B plus. That's what I give it to. B plus. Please, folks, please, please just watch this movie just once. Just watch it. It's worth your time. Again, viewer discretion, very disturbing depictions. Listen, we have no problem crapping on movies. If we watch a movie and do a plot on it. No. We will tell you. There won't be we any mixed reviews here. No mix. That's a theme. That's a theme nowadays. Like they'll say mixed reviews. This this film garnered mixed reviews. No, no. either it no. sucks or it doesn't. Yeah. So I'm gonna say you're not gonna get any mixed reviews here on cinema. So I agree, Bryce. I give it a B plus. It's definitely worth your time if you're surfing HBO and you want something to watch. It's absolutely worth your time. So I give it a B plus as well. Uh, running hook plugs before we go. The Running Hook Network. Bryce, you and Caleb on Lynn Sanity. What what's cooking? Uh, well, we uh, we had a little technical difficulty last week, so um, we're just gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna take a couple weeks off. Um, March Madness is upon us, Zach. So we are uh, immersing ourselves in college basketball. Uh, my Ohio State Buckeyes scored a massive overtime win over Indiana uh, this evening. So very excited about that, of course. Um, so that's what we got coming up here in a couple weeks. Um, you guys will definitely be the first to know uh, when we're going to put that out. And of course, uh, as long as you're following the Running Hook Podcast Network on Twitter, you will always see us when we post. 
Yes. Yes. So follow Insanity, follow the running hook on Twitter and, and Instagram and everything like that. And Spotify. Power Hour put out another episode going over the Suns, the Pistons, and the Heat. JD Hall joined Alex on that episode to check that out. Then here on Cinema, hopefully I want to do the superhero movie Bonanza next week. Hopefully. Dude, I have to be on this podcast again. You and Alex Burr, I'm going to say I am, one day, Alex I, can do it. I am holding up this podcast. No. I am holding up no. this podcast, baby. You're, you're doing uh, a great Oh, yeah. Job. You're doing a great uh, job. Oh, yeah. Oh uh, uh, yeah! <laughs> it, honestly, it's been very nice to have you on. It's we've nice. had a lo- we've had a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun. I'm just yes. joking. This is Zach Griffith's podcast. Triple C. Had- Zach Griffith. Zach Griffith is Triple C. So this is podcast. This is always this is always fun. It's always fun. Uh, also, we're gonna have No Way Home Pod soon. Yeah, because we, God forbid we we. We can't, you know, go a week without talking about Spider-Man. So no, we can't. We can't. Whenever No Way Home is released on home video, you might as well just make that a. a you might as well make that a monologue. I might, Bryce. I might just do it. Go for it, dude. Go for it. Say, it. spare me the pain. Spare me the pain. <laughs> <laughs> what if I burn that letter? By the pine. Please. Please. Goodbye, Alfred. <laughs> so, I actually bought the Raimi trilogy on 4K. Of course you did. Of course on, you did. On Sunday. Of course you did. You probably, you probably paid full price, too. It's arriving Saturday. It was only yeah, 50 bucks. It was 50 it's bucks. For three movies? 50 bucks on 4K. <sighs> it was on sale on I Amazon. I you nothing about... That's a sale? It was on sale. Oh, my gosh. It was on sale. Lord help us. And then the Dune pod with Cooper and Bryce, whenever that. Can't wait to join Mr. Ogle. We have not been on a podcast together. Mm, you haven't. It'll we be have not done this. So I am very excited for it. Coop, I hope you're ready, man. I like you. I think your taste in TV sucks sometimes, but hey, that's fine. We put aside our differences and we can talk Denny, baby. Yes, Denny. Denny, the common ground. So Bryce, thanks once again for joining me on Cinema. And of course. As always, folks, please see the last duel. And <laughs> that's just my 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 parting thought. And as always, folks, thank you very much for listening. <laughs>